It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Fade.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Hour two on the Sports Complex on a Monday afternoon. Going to talk some Texas basketball before they tip off here in a few minutes against the defending national champion UConn Huskies in a big game at Madison Square Garden. We'll talk some Texas basketball, their game last night that got them to here. We'll also talk some NFL and uh, get to another Samara hook them up. And as well as all of your texts, 512-447-3776 is the text line. 512-447-3776. You guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails. And uh, so whatever you guys want to talk about, your takes, your hot takes, Uh, Send those in. We're also asking you for the MVP of the game uh, for Texas versus Iowa State. We're also asking you, uh, what's your confidence level? Scale 1 to 10 with this team right now going into the last few games of the season. Send all that stuff in. We got some good ones. Happy holidays, fellas. Looking for the Rockets to bounce back tonight. Uh, Yeah, the Rockets playing again tonight. Spurs playing again. Spurs are playing the Clippers tonight and see if the Clippers can uh, continue to play better than they have been playing recently. Uh, the Rockets will be in action. We don't get those ugly chords. Uh, they're playing the Warriors tonight, and we don't know Draymond. I don't know if Steph's in that game or not. I've not seen, uh, I've not kept up enough to know if Steph is going to be into that game or not. Uh, but yeah, the Rockets are looking good. They, you know, we, we saw that. They, you know, we talked, we played the sound earlier about Sark talking about culture. Ime is, in, you know, implementing his now. It's going to take a little bit of time. You bring in some new players, but the they're going. They're they're definitely. Uh, further further along than you would have expected this early into the season uh, for how bad they looked last season. Uh, we got uh, WPI parts guy. Glad I was on about Sweat and Jay Witt and some special teams points. Loving them horns and working overtime tonight, but I still got my horn out playing. Appreciate that, WPI parts guy. <laughs> Damn, Rod is a football textbook, this texture says. Yes, Yes, he is. Rod is always one of those one of my favorite people to have a football conversation because he can go so in depth and letting you know things that uh, you know can explain things on the field that a lot of other guys, even if they know them, have a hard time explaining. Uh, Scarlett says, "I was actually quite confident starting the second quarter. The defense was a brick wall, minus the annoying slants. Baxter was very impressive with his patience, and I knew Quinn was just going to break through. The penalty took away an AD t- touchdown." Uh, X-Man fumble in the red zone. I just knew Texas was going to pull away in the second half, and uh, Iowa State really didn't have much of a shot. You also, yeah, we also missed a touchdown on the Xavier Worthy uh, running in. That shouldn't have, you know, I get it's a penalty. It was a penalty, but it didn't affect the play. So, yes, you lose, but you just lose a touchdown. It's an unfortunate way to lose a touchdown. I don't want to say it shouldn't have been called because it, it should have. I'm, I'm saying that it was an unfortunate way to uh, to lose it. Uh, big defensive lineman MVP for sure. Uh, keep those texts coming. 512-447-3776. Uh, Texas basketball tipping off here in a few minutes against the UConn Huskies. If you missed the game yesterday, they played against Louisville. They're in uh, they're the Empire Classic at Madison Square Garden. It's basically a three-game, four-game little tournament. 
You have the winner's bracket and the loser's bracket. Texas gets into the winner's bracket with a win over Louisville. UConn handled Indiana in game one of their game, so they play tonight just in a few minutes. Uh, but Texas gets a win 81-80. to uh, It was not Texas' best effort in this game, but they did power through. They showed determination, and a big game-winning shot for Max Acemas is what wins the game uh, with .4 seconds left on the clock. Texas and Max Acemas hit the shot a couple takes away. Max A. Smith, this was his worst game with Texas so far, at least shooting-wise. Six of 19. Nobody shot well in this game. Uh, you know, It is playing in a different arena. There's going to be a point of this in road games. Why you kind of want to get road tested is when you're playing early in the season, you may not be playing in enough different gyms, and you kind of get used to your shot. It may take you a little while to get used to it on the road, just get just get the shot down and different. Texas was never really comfortable doing it. Louisville did bring pressure. They brought it for you. Uh, but Texas, 2 of 17 from 3 in that game, did not hit a 3-pointer in the second half. This is a team that's set up with guys like Tyrese Hunter, uh, guys like Max Acemas, guys like uh, IT Horton that are supposed to be 3-point shooters. They're guys that you want to be able to get the 3-point ball. It helps you out to play inside out if you have that 3-point shooter. They were just not able to hit them. They were getting open ones because they were going inside, and man, did Caden Shedrick have a game. That transfer right now is huge, and it's especially huge because Dylan DeSue is still out. When Dylan DeSue comes back, it'll be interesting to see how they play together. That'll be something that's going to take a little bit of time to get used to, uh, so there'll be another kind of uh, change for this team when Dylan DeSue comes back. But Caden Shendrick, he gets the free throw line again, nine free throws in the game, scores 27 points on 11-15 shooting, just going inside, playing good defense. Both of their big men for Louisville end up fouling out trying to guard him. He just goes in with toughness, plays through the pain. His minutes are supposed to be somewhat limited. He still played 27 minutes because they needed him out there in that game. Uh, Dylan Mitchell also in this game. Not great shooting, but did get five or six from the free throw line. It's good to see him getting to the free throw line because Dylan Mitchell is going to continue to need to get to the free throw line if Texas is going to have success because his scoring while it's kind of growing and while his shooting is kind of growing, he didn't take a three. He's trying to drive. He's trying to drive and create layups and dunks. He did miss a big layup in that game as well that he should have probably hit. But if Dylan Mitchell is going to be someone who's a cutter who can go in there and finish above the rim, he's also going to need to be someone who can finish at the free throw line and get to the free throw line. He showed that he was able to do that. Uh, getting five or six. They did call the game pretty tight, so it was a little bit easier to get to the free throw line. Uh, Brock Cunningham, of course, is really just playing that glue guy. He was in the starting lineup for this game. We'll see. He basically replaced uh, IT Horton. They're trying to figure out the lineup. They haven't had the same starting lineup, I don't believe, in any of the games so far this year. So they're changing it up, keeping it going. Uh, IT Horton did come off the bench. IT Horton, he did play about 30 minutes, though. So he played more minutes than Tyrese Hunter. Uh, he played more minutes than Dylan Mitchell. He did play a lot of minutes. His defense is still a work in progress. They needed shooting, though. Uh, he was 5'11 from the field, just couldn't hit a three in that game as well. Uh, and we saw Nyema and uh, and Kendall Weaver get some good minutes in that game as well. Uh, but yeah, and, and I think one of the biggest things is, is even though their shooting wasn't good, and you can look at that as probably not the best game Texas played, and hopefully they'll play better tonight against UConn, uh, they did only turn the ball over five times in the game. So they were smarter with the basketball, which is a big thing for this Texas team. We know that they had been turning the ball over a lot. Uh, Rodney Terry wanted to keep them under 10. They went at five in this game, which is a big thing to get to for Texas, is to to stop those turnovers when you're trying to play fast pace, when you're trying to run the ball. But Caden Shindrick, that is a guy that came out of that game 
27 points in that game. He is going to be a big part of Texas success. You can tell at Virginia he just didn't really fit into that offense because he does not seem to have a problem fitting into Rodney Terry's offense at all. They're going in to play UConn right now. Uh, six and a half point favorites are UConn. I kind of thought it would be a little bit more, but Texas in there. We'll see how they match up. This is going to be a tough game for Texas, but a really good kind of basis point, a really good litmus test that you want to see early. It's on the road. You're playing in Madison Square Garden. These are the games. Max Aismas hits that game winner. Hopefully that gives him a little bit more confidence going into the game, uh, the game today's shooting. Believe me, he doesn't, he doesn't lack for confidence. He still put up 19 shots in that game. But you want to see Max Aismas play really well in this game. These are the games that you come to Texas to play. When you're at Oral Roberts, you say, I want to play – the defending national champions in Madison Square Garden. That's a game that you come to a big school to go play. And uh, so it's going to be a fun game for the Texas players. A little litmus test. We'll keep you updated with the score as the game continues to go on for Texas. Uh, let's get back to the text line, and then I'll get to some NFL talk as well. Uh, Piper says, I like the game plan and the execution. Without the two penalties and the fumble, I believe this game is a blowout. Credit to the coaches and players never felt like the game was in doubt. And I think that's it, Piper. You put it there. It never felt like the game was in doubt. It felt like it was not going perfectly. It felt like there were some problems. But it never really felt like Iowa State was pushing you like the way K-State did, the way TCU did in that second half. The second half of this game felt like Texas thoroughly won it. So in the first half, they were trying not to lose the game. They had a couple penalties and get those called back. But they could be up 20 at half. And you wonder if they were up. 20 to you know 20 to three at half is this a game that changes because now they play a little bit more conservative in that second half you'd like to see them take that second half and do that going forward even if you have the lead but I agree with you there Piper I like that uh average Joe says uh what channel is a horns hoop game on tonight you can listen to me here keep talking but I believe it's going to be on ESPNU if you want to know ESPNU is where it will be uh, Texas Tech game confidence as a 10. Big 12 championship game confidence is an 8. MVP of the Iowa State game is Sweat. Yes, Sweat. Man, when he went down with that injury, didn't it feel, wasn't there just that gasp and he got up and got back into the game. It felt really, really good. Uh, Channon asked, are we going to get destroyed by UConn? I don't think we'll get destroyed. Uh, if we shoot like we did last night, it's a possibility. You cannot go 2 for uh, 17 from the three-point range. You're going to have to hit some of those threes. But I think Max Aismas is going to be a little bit more confident you hit that big game winner, nothing like that to get you going in the game. So I'd like to see him and IT Horton shoot the ball a little bit better. If Tyrese Hunter can shoot the ball too, then this game could be, you know, could really get going, but you're going to have to hit your threes. That's the reality. Nate says, I've seen worse against lesser opponents. Take the 10 and run record and smoke it. Yes. And now we know that, that Snoop uh, is still smoking weed. He just, uh, he just was doing an ad for a smokeless smoker or a smokeless fire pit, which I've heard still has smoke. But the commercials look great. The commercials look like there's none at all. <laughs> and this texter says, after Saturday night, Matt Campbell proved himself to be a five-star punk. I just think he found, you know, this is why he's not getting those phone calls anymore. It's because he was outcoached by Sark, which maybe some other coaches have outcoached Sark this year. Maybe they have. I don't know. That's up to interpretation. Text line's open, 512-447-3776. If you have a confidence level between 1 and 10 for Texas, send that in. If you got an MVP uh, vote for uh, Texas for the game on Iowa State, send that in as well. Uh, let's, we're going to get to the NFL. If you got any NFL talk, please send that in as well. Uh, 
NFL talk. We're going to get into it a little bit. There wasn't a lot to talk about, let's say, Cowboys-wise. Cowboys win 33-10. to 10. I think the big thing to say for this Cowboys game, there's a couple points in it uh, I'll get to, is the Cowboys, Rico Doddle did not look great again. Uh, you know, he kept. He looks like he's getting up and he's going down. I don't know if he's going to be the solution there. I'd still, if I'm the Cowboys, I know it's late. I'd still be seeing if there's another guy out there. If I can find someone in free agency, I know people really like Rico Dotto, but you saw him get used a little bit more there. Got eight carries for 23 yards. Uh, it's 2.9 yards per carry. It's just not going to get it done, but they did try and give him some more. Uh, they only, you know, it was eight carries. Uh, Tony Pollard only got 12. You know, I know he's a feature back, and you'd like to have the guy. Rico Dottle's not the guy either. So you have to figure out somebody that can go with t- Tony Pollard. If you're only going to give Tony Pollard 10 carries, try and give him the ball in the air, I don't like that either, personally, long-term, especially when you're winning, you know, 33-10. to 10. But they, just, they they didn't need a ton of offense. Deron Bland looked really good in that game, a pick six. Deron Bland is showing out right now with Trayvon Diggs out. Uh, they are just continuing to get better and better. Uh, that defense is looking really good. You've got another game next week that's very winnable against the Commanders. You'd like to see them go stomp them as well because then that five-game stretch that's coming up is going to be its going to be a little scary. We know that five-game stretch could be, could be rough, so you want to get it out now and get those wins. Now, uh, the Texans beat the Cardinals 21-16. to uh, This is C.J. Stroud's probably worst game, three interceptions in the game. Uh, you know, one of those at least was a tip drill, so it wasn't all of them. One of them was a really good play, but you know, you're going to have those games. And the fact that Texas, the Texans were still able to win, uh, you know, that was a really good sign. Singletary stepping up in Damian Pierce's absence has really stepped up and been a huge signing for this Texans team. Uh, Tank Dell, I mean, the just if you look at the the draft picks that Texas had, the Texans had in this draft, it is it is mind-bogglingly, like they've clearly won the draft as of right now. Will Anderson's playing at a really high level. C.J. Stroud is playing at an MVP level, minus the three interceptions. We knew it was coming once the MVP talk, right? We knew that he was going to have his worst game of the year. And then Tank Dell, you get him picked up, which is apparently a C.J. Stroud recommendation. Huge pickup there uh, for the for the Texans. And then to get the guys, what D'Amico Ryans is doing is changing this defense. And the defense was good. I like Lovey Smith. I think he did okay with this team. But Blake Cashman was a guy who's kind of growing up last year and looked like he could be important. 19 tackles is what he had in the game against the Cardinals. He was everywhere on that field. Blake Cashman had a great game. Uh, great to see the Texans. They're 6-4 and four, playing a huge game uh, against a 7-3 and three Jacksonville this week. That'll be a fun one to watch to see in the AFC South to see where the power lies. If Jacksonville, who's playing better now, Texans went in when they were you know, still coming up, playing there in Jacksonville earlier this year. Jacksonville looked better than they did earlier. Uh, so we'll see what happens in that game, but that's going to be a fun one to watch coming up this week. I, I, I will say again, how does Brandon Staley still have a job? Joey Bosa now is going on IR with a sprained foot. But he came out and complained afterwards because they asked him if he was going to give up defensive play calling. Well, the defense didn't cost us a game. You're the head coach, and your team sucks, and they shouldn't. There's a lot of talent on that team. I don't know why Brandon Staley still has a job. There's, I, I, I'm the my only thought is that they're just going to keep him because they don't want to hire anybody else during the season, and maybe have him work out because they want to go sign somebody else. That there's still the talk. If Belichick's out. That seems like a team Belichick could come in and do some damage with. In San, in, in San Diego or in L.A. now. Seems like a team he could. I don't know how many hoodies he can wear in L.A., but I'm just saying, if, he, if you want to go make a splash, that might, that might be a team. 
Uh, and tonight we get a big Monday Night Football matchup. At, you know, once you get what done watching the Texas basketball game, uh, check out the big uh, Eagles versus Chiefs, a Super Bowl rematch in Week 11 in the NFL. It is an awesome matchup. Uh, Chiefs are favored by two and a half points. I know we're going to get all the Taylor Swift talk. Nobody cares. But this is going to be a great matchup to see where both these teams are going into week 11, seeing how they look going into the holiday break and and getting ready for for football over Thanksgiving. And it's going to be a really fun game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to pull this one out, but the Eagles defense looks so, so good. I just can't ever seem to bet against the Chiefs at home. But I'm looking forward to this game tonight. It's probably one of the best Monday Night Football games we've had in a while. Uh, we had a great, you know, I thought Thursday night was going to be a good game. That one didn't turn out to be some injuries. New report, though, Mark Andrews, possibly not done for the year. So that's good to see. But yeah, Eagles Chiefs tonight is going to be a fun game. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more of your text, 512-447-3776. We're asking what your confidence level is after getting the 10 wins. We're asking you uh, who your MVP was. Also, if you've got any NFL talks, any NFL takes, send those in. And we'll talk some NFL with you as well. Our Texas basketball, if you've got some Texas basketball you want to talk about, send that in, 512-447-3776. Love to talk about those things with you on the text line. You guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails. And we'll play some more sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robby. All coming up here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Someone standing in the welfare line. Or up the freeway with the hungry side. Someone's stressing about to lose their mind. I gotta be Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn on a Monday afternoon. Playing songs about being thankful for Thanksgiving week. This is some good Johnny Lang featuring Michael McDonald. Like this album. Like this album from uh, Johnny Lang. I heard uh, I heard he had uh, his, his voice. He's having issues with his voice, so he's not able to tour anymore and play anymore, which is, is sad to see. Uh, Johnny Lang's a very talented guy. I've got to see him live a couple times, a couple shows we... Uh, Back when I was on the road with the band, then we we opened for him and the band up work for opened for him, and so it was uh, very cool to see that. But uh, but unfortunately, but yeah, I do. I'm a fan of Johnny Lang and that that whole album. I believe it's called Turnaround. It's a really good positive album. If you need to feel positive, something there. See, uh, Texas down 24 to 11 right now. Not a great start. Did not realize Caden Shedrick uh, was announced before the game that he will not be playing in the game. So you lose one of your big players, Ace Smith and Tyrese Hunter not starting off great, both 0 for 3 to start the game. You're going to need Max Ace Smith to step up big in this game to have a shot. But yeah, not having a Dylan DeSue, not having a Caden Shedrick, uh, Shedrick now is definitely going to be an issue 
uh, for this Texas team going against a really good UConn. But, you know, it's an early season game. It's a good test. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff you're going to be able to work on after this game. They may still be able to come back, but uh, down early, 24-11, to 11, uh, this Texas team is. Let's get back to text line 512-447-3776. Uh, thoughts from Saturday's game, and I will try to keep it positive. Overall, I think it was excellently managed and played. Here's my issue. You want to be a major player, national champion contender, yet the three of the last four games, we should have blown out the other teams. We didn't this game, especially since they were egging us on before the game. I felt the last couple of minutes you should have scored an extra touchdown to kind of dog them and give us a little bit more pull and look better. I, I get it. That's never going to happen with Sark. That's it's not. I mean, now you may start blowing out teams because you blow them out in the first two quarters and three quarters, but he is never going to run to score late. He's just not that guy. He comes from a Nick Saban that doesn't do that. He comes from a Pete Carroll that didn't do that. You win those scores in the first three quarters. He's not going to run up the game late. I get it. I mean, Michigan wasn't blowing out Maryland and you know, you're, you're going to see those games. Uh, you know, I get it, but that, you know, the style points, it'd be nice to have, but you need to have those style points in the first half. The fact that you were six to three in the first half doesn't mean nothing. That if you put up, you know, twenty five garbage points, it doesn't really mean anything, because those college football playoff committee will still go. Well, there was three to six of the half, and what they scored twenty five points in the fourth quarter. That doesn't, you know. So Iowa State gave up, and you just scored on them. I, I get it, but I don't think it means the same thing. But it was, it was a good hard fought win. I don't know if you could have. I think you're putting a chance of throwing an interception, and now you win the game by three, and the game looks worse. So you just kind of. Take the ball and get the win and get the 10 points, and it feels good. Uh, Coach, Rodney, uh, Coach Rodney from Rosebud Lot said, 10 and 1, baby, one game at a time. I'm loving it regardless of how we're getting there. I love the attitude there. And uh, Scarlett does say, uh, congratulations, Jimmy Johnson. It was good to see that. I don't know why he did it in a road game. I don't know why he did it before the Panthers. I feel like he knew he could get a win on the Panthers, but doing it like 20 minutes before a road game seemed weird. But, I mean, it needs to be done. Maybe he wants to break the curse. And do it. We'll see if it sticks. You said what? It's December thirtieth or something like that. Is that what it means? We still have we still have a month for Jerry Jones to somehow back out of doing this some way. I don't know. I, I have no faith in Jerry Jones to do anything the right way. But we'll see. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Uh, Texas still down twenty four to eleven in that game. We'll keep you updated uh, with their game against UConn. But of course, Caden Shedrick, uh, Caden Shedrick is out of the game. After playing uh, close to 30 minutes in the last game, he was getting kind of beat up uh, with his shoulder. We know it's surgically repaired over the offseason. I think they're just doing the smart thing and keeping him where he's going to be a little bit healthier. So congrats. Or to I, not congrats. But uh, I think it's a good move for Rodney Terry. Uh, text line still open, 512-447-3776. Uh, do want to play this sound, though, from Hook Him Up with Ian Rob B, breaking down some more of the Iowa State game. As uh, we get into it in a short week here on the Sports Complex, as I'm hooking up weekday morning 6 to 11 right here on the Horn. It's uh, Aaron Rod breaking down Iowa State. Yeah, we didn't get into the most remarkable stat. Obviously, we just uh, got into uh, the Texas win over Iowa State. The most remarkable stat from the game is the nine yards rushing oh. that the Texas defense held Iowa State to. Nine rushing yards total. Uh, that's one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen from a Texas defense. That played on some really good dominant defenses. Uh, that is that's incredible, and you did that on the road um, against Iowa State, a team that wants to run the football. Uh, they aren't a dominant running team by any stretch, but man, I don't give a damn if you're holding any team to single digits rushing. 
that is quite a feat. Uh, so you're talking about this. Probably this, this is the the second best rush defense for Texas football in the last 15 years. This is the second best rush rush defense behind the 2009 rush defense. You hadn't had one at this good since then. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we talked about it after the Kansas State game. Kansas State came in as the best rushing team in the Big 12, and they throttled the run game, made them go past. Oh, and in this man. game, same thing. I mean, uh, you know, we, we all wondered aloud well, why Gerard Hufford, the offensive guard for uh, Iowa State, decided to poke the bear, decided to talk out and talk about Texas' culture and why ego. Gerard? and Why, Gerard? Uh, and Tavondre Sweat, clearly. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll hear it coming up, but Steve Sarkeesian, right. you know, made the, his captains for the game were Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. And uh, Sark said that was very intentional, that he mm-hmm. wanted those two guys to walk to the middle of the field and you kind of stare down the Iowa State sidelines and let them know what they were in for. And uh, those two guys backed it up every bit of the way. Uh, for sure, the run defense, Jalen Ford was really good, but Tavondre Sweat is playing as good as any defensive player in the country right now. Yeah. I mean, you can go across the country. I don't know that you're going to find a defensive player that's playing more consistently and more consistently dominant, Rod. No, you're not. I mean, he had that blocked, had blocked, blocked extra, extra point. point. He had a pass deflection. Um, I mean, he and he was causing – have it the entire game if you look if you go back and watch him he really was uh and he gave i believe that that batted pass he had was against jared hufford yes if i'm not mistaken and the blocked extra point was also with, against jared hufford i have no idea why the young man did what he did why <laughs> he came out and decided to talk trash to arguably texas and the best D tackle room in the country and the best, arguably the best D tackle in the country into Vandre Sweat, but he did, and thank God he did. Good. If he did not, honestly, uh, this team when it came out focused, Vandre Sweat would have still done the same thing he did. Uh, but it was obvious. You go look at the comments the guys made, right? Jalen Ford, uh, his comment after the game is going, his quote is his tweet is going to be one heck of a farewell present. They are going to come in here on senior night in the dark. I don't think they really know what is going to be coming for them. End quote. He's quoting Jared Hufford. Um, Xavier Worthy, yeah, we got an ego for show, and we got a culture and the talent to never be loud and wrong. And he added Jared Hufford on it. He actually tagged him Tagged on him, it. yeah. Yeah. Hope you had a good senior night, though. <laughs> uh, that's, Byron, kind, that's a kind thing to say. Yes, at least he was being courteous. Uh, Byron Murphy tweeted out, nine yards rushing uh, with the curious emoji. Um, said, dot, 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 that's all. Don't write no check. You can't cash, little guy. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's so good. They, uh, th- it, it obviously meant something to them to be disrespected like that. And the good news is Texas Tech has also given you very similar bulletin board material <laughs> because well, they gave you stuff from way, way back in the offseason and after oh, their yeah. win over Texas last year. So you got more bulletin board material. Yeah. Not that they need it. They don't need extra motivation for this You one. know we'll re-rack it this week, and we'll hear Brett Yormark, and we'll hear Joey McGuire, and uh, that'll be out there this week headed up to Friday's game. And, you know, it is good. The Longhorns have not locked up a spot in the Big 12 title game. They need you know, just just handle your business. Keep playing focused football. Yep. Uh, and without run defense, you know, if they do make the Big 12 title game with a win Friday, they're they're still most likely. It's not secure yet, but most likely to play Oklahoma State. That would give you a lot of confidence in that game because the strength of Oklahoma State is uh, the run game. It is with Ollie Gordon, uh, the great running back for Oklahoma State. So uh, yeah, that and you know Byron Murphy. You mentioned his tweet. 
Uh, his play on a big third and eight late in the game where he just bull rushed the center and sacked the quarterback, like ripped him down like like Godzilla, just grabbed him and you know, yanked him down. Ragged all the quarterback. Yeah. That that set up that fourth and seventeen. And um, you know, once they got off the field there, that game was just about running out the clock and they did that. Uh defensive front was great. Now the p- secondary still has issues. We know that. They gave up over three hundred and thirty yards to Rocco Beck. They still struggle. Uh, with inside breaking routes and coverages and things. But, again, enjoy this team. They're 10-1 and for the first time since 2009. Uh, they have a chance to win a Big 12 title in the game. And, look, they're sitting in the mix with the big picture. They really are. Whether they um, you know, they are, are as good as Georgia or as good as some of the top teams, uh, look, I, I, look, you play yourself into those conversations. And right now with what's happening at Michigan, um, look, there to me, big picture in college football, Rod, there's going to be a real conversation this week because Friday after our show, uh, was when the athletic reported, and then there were multiple reports of really got to the bottom of why Michigan, you know, accepted the suspension for Jim Harbaugh and decided not to go to court. Uh, new information from the NCAA delivered to Michigan saying, "Hey guys, you really don't want to fight this. We've got uh, we've kind of got you dead to rights here." And uh, the information led to the firing of a linebackers coach, also the uh, the the reporting of a booster. Mr. Uncle T, T. Uncle, Uncle T, Uncle T, who was maybe funding Connor Stallions in the uh, sign stealing operation. Uncle T, Uncle T, and then yeah. uh, then a link to the coaching staff, and then uh, the reason Michigan stated for firing the coach was, you know, they said it was you know not being transparent in the investigation. It ain't looking good. But the reports were that he was destroying evidence potentially, like mm-hmm. you know you hard drives, computer, and, yeah. which so, man, that is now you're getting to okay, guys. Uh, this, the cover-ups may be worse than the crime. Whether Whatever this sign-stealing scheme was, you start destroying evidence from a member of the coaching staff. Yeah, that obviously good. is a direct link to Connor Stallions, which ties it together with a booster. I mean, that becomes a major problem. And look, Rod, I really believe there will be a conversation big picture of do we give this team a spot in the Final Four. Now, if Ohio State beats them on Saturday, it won't matter because they'll be out. But even if they beat Ohio State and then beat Iowa in the Big Twelve ti- Big Ten title game, there's going to be a conversation of do they belong? Yeah. With what's looming, and, and there do, should be. Should they give that spot to someone yeah. who's not involved in a scandal? Because we all can see this coming, that they go on to win the national championship, but it may not count. Do you really want that historically? That conversation being had, and then you add to that, Rod, what happened with Florida State and their young quarterback, the six-year quarterback Jordan Travis, just a horrible injury early in that game, one of those compound leg fractures, and. Just ugly. You, you, if you see it once, you never want to see it again kind of thing. So he is now out for the year. What a shame for a guy who was playing great football. But that obviously impacts Florida State. Uh, you know, they play Florida this week in their rivalry game, and they'd have to play Louisville in the ACC championship game without their starting quarterback. And that's going to lead the, com- the committee to, you know, if they go undefeated, they'll, they'll likely get in. But you're trying to get the best four teams. Yep. And is Florida State still one of the best four teams without their starting quarterback? Uh, so, again, those are two teams that may be – tenuous at this point and obviously Michigan and Ohio State are going to play this week so somebody's going to lose that game so yeah there's still a lot to play for Rod I mean uh, Big 12 championship and a possible you know slide into a a spot you mean still got uh, Washington and Oregon playing in the Pac-12 championship game down the road they both have rivalry games coming so still a lot of college football left Longhorns in a really good spot yeah I mean there's a there's a path now to the college football playoff and the long uh, Longhorn players can see the path yeah Uh, you just laid it out there very clearly and I'm sure the players are discussing it too I remember talking about the BCS path right Uh, when I was a player uh, we were a team that was you know a double digit win team late in the season and we were looking to play for a national title so it's it's one of those things where the players now because they put in the work they've 
been able to execute. They've been able to win and be clutch in critical moments. Now they actually have a chance uh, to accomplish all their goals. Like all their goals now, even though they took the loss, you know, everybody's going to lose a game here or there. Uh, it's hard to go undefeated. And, you know, hopefully the teams in front of them don't, so you don't have to worry about this. But there are multiple paths now to the college football playoff for Texas, whether it be Florida State uh, and their quarterback situation and them taking a loss, uh, whether that be, you know, like you said, Ohio State, Michigan still have to play each other, Michigan with their scandal. Either way, the Longhorns are, man, they, right now they're the, to me, I think they're control of their own fate largely. There's a, I haven't looked at the odds, but there's a really good chance that chaos will happen in front of them. That they'll, as long as they take care of business, that at one point that the path will be clear. But they have to, they they have to win win outs. That's, yeah, that that's clear. They they take another loss and they're done. Anybody taking a loss this late, it's gonna hurt you. Like you're probably gonna be out of it. It's a rare circumstance to take a loss this late and then still be able to advance. This is consider this like the quarterfinals. Like the, the, you're in. This is basically essentially the playoff. We're still we're in it right now. These last these last two weeks, you'll have this week the last game of the season for everybody, and then you'll have the uh, the championship games for everybody. Essentially, this kind of works out like the, the a playoff. You're in it now. You're just in the first round of it. Yeah, this, this is yeah, this <laughs> the is, first round. Yeah, of Texas Tech becomes a playoff game. It's the first round of it. Then you'll get to the the quarterfinals, and then hopefully you can get to the semis. Well, and for, for folks, you know, getting a lot of, you know, messages and tweets and stuff or X's, whatever they're called, about the, the tiebreaker scenarios oh, that people want to know. Oh, well, look, so essentially for the Big 12, and here's the spot they're in, and people are talking about are they making this up as they go. Mm. You know, look, if Texas were to lose and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and K-State were to win, there would be a four-way tie for yep. two spots. So that becomes the challenge, right? You're trying to, okay, how do you decipher four different teams for two different spots? Because, you know, no one is just all the way in. So you're trying to, you know, they don't have a four-way tiebreaker scenario. They have a three-way tiebreaker scenario. Multiple team tie. Uh, this is a multiple team tie. So you don't have to separate them. And uh, it becomes a real challenge. So Texas needs to avoid that. Uh, because if Texas loses, there is a chance, you know, that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State could gobble up those spots. And that would be virtue of Texas's lost oak. So I can walk you through it. But, but it's a long scenario. Oh, I, yeah, I think in the, in, the, in the four-way tie scenario, Rod, I'm pretty sure K-State is eliminated for the most part because they lost to Texas and they lost to, uh, to Oklahoma State this year. Yep. Uh, so they would be kind of out. Uh, but, you know, Texas, because then it comes down to, like, common opponent. And then it becomes down to the to record versus – I mean, essentially, if it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas, Texas is going to be out uh, of that if they're all seven and two. Uh, K State doesn't really have a look at this right now. They need a lot to happen for them. But if those three teams, the two Oklahoma schools in Texas, are sitting at seven and two, it's not good for Texas because okay. of the loss to Oklahoma yep. and Oklahoma State's win over Oklahoma. Essentially, is what it would come down to the final tiebreaker when you go down the list. The Longhorn loss to the Sooners and the Oklahoma State win over the Sooners would become the trump card. So, uh, you know, we can walk you through it, but it makes your head spin and you're dizzy and your head hurts <laughs> when that's over. But either way, beat Texas Tech is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite on your home field on a Friday night. That's what matters. Uh, and that's your end. And, and as you said, you're still alive for the bigger picture as well and, uh, you know, likely going to play, you know, Oklahoma State for the Big 12 championship, which is high times, right? Longhorns haven't been here since, you know, 2018. Uh, and even then, they weren't playing for the big picture things in college football. It's been 20 since 2009. And uh, I know coming up in Behind the Burn Orange Curtain, we'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, I know you'll talk about Sark and how he was one the, the key to the win on uh, his game plan in that game. And, you know, this is this is a high watermark for Sark too, Rod, his first 10-win season as a head coach. And we talked when the season began, could this team hit their ceiling, right? Could they – 
They, they looked on paper like the most talented Texas team since 2008 or 2009, and could they achieve that? And this is where you give this staff and this team credit. They still are flawed. They still have some issues in their safety position and secondary, but at the same time, they're really good in a lot of places. It's hard to win 10 games, Rod. It's hard yeah. to win double-digit games in college it football. Um, and the Longhorns have achieved that, and now they can finish it off. Good stuff there from Hook Him Up with Ian Rod B. We've got to take a break. We'll tell you it is 23-34 to UConn up right now. Uh, Texas just getting killed on the boards without Caden Shendrick, uh, Shedrick and without Dylan DeSue on that team. Uh, a lot of their height not in the game, but Dylan Mitchell having a game right now. 11 points so far in the game for Dylan Mitchell looking really good. Uh, but we'll see if Texas is able to hang on as they are getting beat up on the boards right now. Uh, we'll come back, answer some more of your text, and wrap things up for you here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019, AIM 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. The Sports Complex of the Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every 10 minutes. I'm very drunk, and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Wrapping things up here on the horn on a Monday night or a Monday afternoon. Uh, a couple more texts to get to. My man Chan says, my confidence after 11 games is about 6.5 to 7. That sounds about right for you, Chan. That's pretty high for you, Chan, I feel. feel like a little confidence for you there. Uh, we also have, uh, you say... Uh, Brock is our biggest guy against UConn. Wow, we're shorthanded. Yes, and they are destroying Texas on the boards, but Texas hanging in there. And Dylan Mitchell having himself a game. If they hang in there, they got uh, uh, about four minutes left in the first half. Hang in there through the first half and see what you can get done at halftime. See how you feel coming out of the break. But they're playing really good defense right now. There's too many second-chance opportunities for UConn because they're able to get on these boards. But they're they're playing really strong defense. Uh, this team is playing pretty good for a team that – you know, a good uh, opening run from UConn. They took the opening blow, and they're trying to hang in there. Uh, 37-26 right now. Uh, but, yeah, too many offensive rebounds, and and then you're getting fouls on the offensive rebounds afterwards in the scrum inside. It's just happening too much. Uh, also, text, uh, Fodge says, I believe Texas believes they'll beat Tech one either way. I really felt they, they dominated them. Just took a while to get their stuff in order. And also says, I'm with an eight with the team. I'm getting freaked out less and less, feeling like they got this. I'm not 100%, but they do some amazing things. Good stuff there from Botch. And a good question from our Texas. Which team would you like to play the horn? Would, the, would you like the horns to play if they make the Big 12 championship? It's a good one. I think we'll talk about that tomorrow. I like that. I like that text, sir. Uh, we're going to keep the. We got to wrap up the show. We're out of here. Uh, 39 26 is the score right now. 39 29 after Brock Cunningham three. Uh, but we'll get you up, wrap you up on the game tomorrow, and more Texas football talk. Coming up on the show tomorrow. Until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow, 5 p.m. on the Sports Complex.